Welcome to all of our listeners. My name is Kim Fraley, and I will be your host today for this episode of Rounds with Relias. Thanks for joining us whenever you get your podcast. If you're interested in hearing more about today's topic, please check out our website at relias.com or subscribe to our publications at reliasmedia.com. To start, let me introduce myself and our guest, Jennifer McCraw. Like I said, my name is Kim Fraley, and I am a nurse. My primary clinical expertise has been in newborn ICU as well as hospital leadership. I currently work as a clinical effectiveness consultant with Relias. In this work, I support hospital clinicians and leaders to analyze and understand their performance data to create and execute actionable, measurable, and effective improvement plans across hospitals and health systems. So I work outside of a formal, traditional healthcare setting, but definitely within the process of improvement of care in healthcare overall. Today, I am here with Jen McCraw, who is also a nurse. Um, Jen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, Kim. Thanks for having me on the podcast today and for hosting it. So I am Jen McCraw. I'm a product leader for our acute care market here at Relias. I've been here for almost two and a half years now in various product management roles, but currently I'm very focused on the products we offer to hospitals and health systems. Um, this includes our learning, our core learning product, assessments, analytics, and clinical solutions. Um, I'm sort of back to my home coming over to the acute care market at Relias because I was, as Kim said, a nurse and a nurse practitioner for almost a decade before moving into a product role here at this company. Um, I worked across many areas in hospitals and health systems and even did some time in retail health and, and some outpatient care, which I can tell you guys a little bit more about later. Excellent. Thank you. So as you can hear from both of our backgrounds, we started in pretty traditional nursing roles and worked through the acute care setting and then both found a path that took us away from that traditional healthcare setting. And I think that's a really interesting topic as we follow the career paths of many nurses. Um, nurses are integral to the outcomes that are created within any healthcare organization, yet nurse retention can be one of the most challenging activities that leaders within a hospital deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, in my experience, nurses always have really interesting stories to tell about their journey and how they came into the profession as it is. Can you tell us a little bit, Jen, about your background and how you chose nursing as a profession? Absolutely. So I sort of tell people that I fell into nursing. It, um, it wasn't necessarily something that I thought I was going to do from a very young age. Um, I did well in school and I, I really liked the academic nature of, of education and, and college and things like that. So I was really at this pressure point as a high school student that you know did well in school and had a lot of expectations around where they were gonna go to college and what they were gonna do to um, choose my profession at you know, what I would say as a young age. And I just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I wanted to feel like the work I did had an impact on, you know, the greater the greater U.S. or the greater world or just people in general. My grandmother was a nurse, and I she's always been someone I look up to um, a great amount, and so nursing sort of started coming into my mind as a, a possible option. And so I um, talked to a bunch of nurses. I volunteered at a lab actually when I was in high school. Um, 
in my community. It was a free clinic and just really got sort of invested in the in the the healthcare and socioeconomic status of people in my community and how healthcare can be an incredibly important thing for them to be able to have, you know, successful lives and be able to um, have access to the things that they need. And and that's sort of what led me into nursing. And that's really been the core, even as I made the transition to Relias, that I've always measured my work by, is how impactful it's going to be to the greater community. To find out more about topics like this one, please go to reliasmedia.com slash podcast where you can listen to other episodes. There, you also can subscribe to our informative publications, such as Healthcare Risk Management, and obtain CME or CE credits. That's really interesting. Um, so with that, and a lot of effort, I, you know, you can hear this, and I've heard it from nurses across the board. It's First of all, it's not easy to get into nursing school, so you do have to have that practical experience to say this is what I want to do and why, and have that true understanding of, that you've kind of done a little bit of that legwork before you enter the profession. So once you did get into school and graduated, how did you choose your area of specialty? What was it, and what was that decision based on? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is that nursing was a big shift for me. So like I had said, I was a very good student, did very well in school, and I was not at the head of the class in nursing school because even though I had sort of spent some time trying to um, volunteer in healthcare, a lot of my classmates had actually worked as CNAs or had been through allied health actual training in their high school plans because they knew from a younger age that they wanted to go into nursing. And so I felt really behind when it came to skills and, and, and basic knowledge. And so um, I actually spent a large part of my two years in nursing school because I went through an associate's degree program initially, um, hating it because <laughs> I felt really <laughs> unprepared. I felt behind. I wasn't accustomed to not being sort of at the front of the class. And I struggled a lot in clinicals because I just couldn't find the area where I felt like I had the best fit. And, and it really was up until my last semester of nursing, I was just decided I was going to graduate from the program, I was going to work just to be able to pay back, you know, student loans and things like that, and I was going to go to school for something else. And in that last semester, I ended up in the pediatric emergency department at a, a community hospital in South Carolina. Um, and just fell in love with emergency medicine. It was really my speed. It played to my strengths um, of what I did really well and, and where I was successful during nursing school. Um, and so I kind of never looked back. I went into emergency nursing um, as a new grad nurse. I did travel emergency nursing, and that's where I started my career as a nurse practitioner. So that's really interesting, and I think that happens to so many of us. I actually fell into newborn ICU in the same way. I had, had different expectations of what I wanted to do, and then from where I wanted to live and work, um, newborn ICU is where I ended up and, ended, and was very fortunate with a successful career there, but it was definitely luck. Can you describe a little bit about either what your colleagues experienced or what maybe you um, have seen for others that 
the expectation of onboarding into nursing and the idea that you have to start in med surge, for example, and then progress and what that might have done to you. Because you said, you know, you really didn't have any intention from the very beginning of staying in nursing. So with a little bit of luck, you found an area that was a great fit. How do you see that could have gone differently or maybe you saw that go differently for some of your colleagues? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I will say is I've never been a specialist. Like I have so many friends in nursing that just become incredibly specialized in oncology or um, you know, cardiac surgery or something like that. My sister is actually a cardiac ICU nurse. We have lots of nurses in our family and they just get really passionate about a certain area. But for me, um, I came into nursing because I wanted to have this like grand effect on my community, not because I had this just passionate interest in a certain subject area or area of care. And so the emergency department was such a natural fit because it played into my love for adrenaline. I don't like doing the same things all the time. I like sort of having um, different patients and having, you know, not having necessarily a routine, but things constantly changing. Um, I've done a lot of emotional intelligence tests and I always score like off the charts and flexibility because I'm really good at adapting to a changing environment. And so doing something that's more routine or has a lot of process is not something that is very interesting to me. So for me, it was just a natural fit. The, you know, the first day I was there, it was exciting every day. I loved not knowing what to expect and always sort of kind of being on your toes about which patient was coming in next. Uh, and being more of a generalist in everything versus being a specialist in one area just was really played to, played to my strengths. Um, and at the time, they weren't necessarily putting a lot of new grads in the emergency department. So to your point, there was this thought that every nurse needed to start in med surge. Um, and I just knew if I had to start in med surge and do a year, like I would not make, I would not make it to be a nurse for, for my career or even for, um, you know, a few years after I would, I would do something else because it just really was not something that I was passionate about or interests me. Um, and so I, I went to the nurse manager of the emergency department where I did my clinicals because I felt like that was my best shot of getting in somewhere since they knew me and just basically told her what I just told you. Like, this is my fit. This is where I need to be. Like, I'm not going to stay in nursing if this is not where I go. Um, and she saw that and believed it and, and felt that job fit was an incredibly important thing to, to have someone stay on and not turn over as a nurse. And so she was willing to support a new grad in the emergency department. Interestingly enough, I have a friend of mine who we didn't go to school together, but we were in nursing school at the same time. And he was just amazing. Like he was the head of his class. He did well on all of his tests. He, you know, passed all of his clinicals with flying colors. And he started in the emergency department because he thought that it was a place that really great nurses would go. There was this idea that if you were a great nurse, you go to the ED or the ICU. Um, and he was miserable. He hated it for all the reasons that I loved it. He hated not knowing. He's way more processed than I, um, than I am. He needs there to be more routine and more structure. And he's brilliant, like way smarter than I am. So it's nothing to do with intelligence. It really is like that personality behavioral fit of what you enjoy and where you're going to function the best. And so he ended up 
in the ICU. And I know plenty of nurses that stay in med surge their whole career and they're brilliant, great nurses. And it's, so it's, we have to stop looking at it as being that one is better than the other, or one is a stepping stone. Sometimes it really is about fit. I totally agree. So with your expertise then in, first of all, just from your experience and then comparing that to peers and knowing kind of the product understanding as to what we try to do to help with fitness, how do you see this as being a tool for leaders? I know I was a nurse leader and I hired many people based on their resume, their, you know, how they excelled in school and being able to determine whether they were a good fit for the NICU was really a judgment call on, my, on myself and having a tool that would really objectively help me make that decision would have been really beneficial. Do you feel like or can you describe a little bit about your understanding and how you um, can see the product being beneficial in this way to support somebody like you being successful and making that greater impact like you've talked about? Absolutely. So one of the great things about being a product manager and why I can sort of step out of patient care and still feel very fulfilled is I know that the products we're creating here have direct impact on the market and are, are impactful um, in areas where, you know, I saw firsthand there's a need or a problem. Um, the nurse manager that I worked for sort of trusted that I was right about the fit. <laughs> um, that's all she had. She had just trust and that I knew that that's where I wanted to work. And so, one of the great things that we're able to do at Relias um, through assessments is we're able to look at folks in several different areas. We're able to look at their personality. We're able to look at their attitude. We're able to look at their, you know, behavioral components, which you would get from like an emotional intelligence test or, you know, many other that are out there, Myers-Briggs, things like that. And we're able to look at their clinical knowledge. But we're able to do that comparing them to people in those roles. So you're not just looking at it sort of as the whole population of the U.S., but how are successful emergency department nursing, nurses scored in these areas? So we're able to create benchmarks and look in all four of those areas. What's the general attitude or personality, behavioral, clinical knowledge you need to have to be successful? And the idea isn't to let the tool choose the person. The idea is to then empower managers to be able to choose the best person, but then also to know where they need development. Some things you can't develop. You can't develop a personality trait necessarily. They may just not be a good fit for that area. But if it's clinical knowledge, you can make sure that their onboarding plan is tailored to those, those knowledge gaps that they have. Um, so I think it really allows folks to have a very powerful amount of data whenever they're making these hiring decisions so folks don't have to take a typical path of starting in MedSurge. And I think it also empowers the candidate as well, like your colleague that you described who really excelled in school and felt like then he needed to be in a sort of well-respected specialty area that highlights excellent nurses. Um, I think this can be a tool to then empower that person to understand you are an excellent clinician and you do have amazing skills, but those would be better served in maybe a detail-oriented specialty such as the ICU versus one that's constantly moving and evolving like the ED and how that requires a different sort of attention and um, level of adrenaline than maybe what he understood from being a really excellent clinician and academic. Absolutely. 
So if we shift then a little bit, you had the benefit of having a nurse manager who could really see and understand and believe in you from the way that you describe your experience and your personality and why you wanted to start in an area that normally wouldn't have hired um, a new grad perhaps. How can you kind of, can you describe any other leaders that you might have had and just give an overview of what we know from clinicians and how we typically get hired into leadership roles? Sure. So I know that there is a mentality sometimes in nursing and a myth that we eat our young. And so um, the whole idea is things were hard for the generation before us. They didn't have all the same services and support. So sometimes that trickles down to the next generation of nurses. And, and um, you know, they say, well, this is how it was for me. Why should, you know, why should we make it any easier for you? And I think that that can be a really harmful and toxic environment um, for new nurses to come, sort of come out into the world. Um, I was very fortunate that I did not experience that in my first job. My preceptor was amazing and they really did try to choose someone, you know, I didn't take an assessment or a personality quiz or anything like that, but from them having spent time with me during my clinicals, they tried to pick someone who had a personality very similar to mine. Um, so that way I would be successful in my onboarding from a learning standpoint. Um, the manager was just amazing. Like I said, she trusted that I was right about the fit. And if I was wrong, then she was going to help me find the next thing to do. But she was always such a wonderful leader. One of the things that stands out to me about her is we were a very busy emergency department. Um, we often had, you know, a packed out, lobby and triage all the way until, you know, four or five in the morning. So it was never really a downtime for the night nurses, which is where I worked. Um, and she, and so folks were not taking their lunch breaks because they felt like they were too busy. They couldn't leave the floor. They didn't trust that, you know, the, the nurse that was working with them, who was also maxed out on how busy she was, she or he was, would be able to appropriately watch their patients. And so she would actually come out four hours every day, um, if it was her, if it was one of her assistant managers on the night shift, and they would break us for lunch and they would focus on our patient loads. We weren't having to offset that load on the person that was already very busy. And they just made it a priority to give us that break and to make sure everything was under control when we came back so we didn't have anxiety about leaving. And so I just feel like in, in so many ways in that first role, um, they did everything right, and you could see in their turnover rates, they were the best of the whole hospital. So leadership had a huge impact on sort of why I think I thrive so much in that emergency department and why they had people that worked there 20, 30, 40 years, um, you know, up until retirement. I totally agree. Um, I had similar leadership experiences, but I also had some not so supportive. Do you have any examples of leaders that maybe were promoted for their clinical expertise and could have used some different development tools and how that impacted your development? Yeah, I mean, I think even in that emergency department, even though our sort of senior leadership was so strong, we had um, charged nurses that were promoted and moved up the ranks, maybe because they had been there a long time um, or they were perceived as clinical experts that really didn't have managerial and leadership skills. Um, so they weren't, they weren't able to 
impart their knowledge and their success on another person. Like they know how to do it as an individual, but when it came to trying to then teach others how to perform well or be better clinicians, they didn't really have that skill of teaching. Um, I don't know of any specific tools that were used at that hospital. Um, I know that sort of putting all of your managers through leadership training, and I would say even putting people before they get into the management level into leadership training to understand how to give feedback, how to communicate appropriately, how to work on a team, because um, in the emergency department, you really are a team-based unit. It's not about the individual in order for you to be successful. Um, is something that should be done very early when you see someone has potential for promotion. Um, there is no clear evidence that being a good clinician makes you a good leader. And so we have to treat that skill as something separate to develop. Um, and I know Relias has great partnerships with Skillsoft and we even have um, our own leadership training and some you know, learning paths, which are curricula devoted to developing those skills that I just discussed, like performance management and things like that. Um, that could be really useful as you're looking at a succession plan for your nurses. Awesome, thank you. As you continue to develop through your career and then go on to become a nurse practitioner and ultimately then leave clinical nursing to do something a little bit different, how would you describe the impact that leadership had on your continued career path? Yeah, so I had, um, when I became a nurse practitioner, I had uh, the physician I worked for, he was my physician supervisor, pulled me aside one day um, in his office and said, do you want to be a nurse practitioner? What do you want to do? And of course, I was really worried. Like, is he trying to tell me I'm terrible at it? <laughs> what is he trying to say? But he had just noticed that I kept staying after work outside of my normal load of seeing patients. And I was doing all these quality improvement projects, and I was on teams at the hospital, and I did epic implementations, and I was just always doing these other sort of broad cross-hospital activities. And he, and he just could see that even though I had a passion for the patient, I also had a passion for the larger community and making that better. And so he really tapped into that and recommended you know, me looking at getting an MHA or an MBA, he um, set me up with um, a mentor and someone to shadow who was, you know, high up in operations at the hospital to learn from, and it really did help me see that there are many, many things you can do with a nursing background um, and continue to be very close to impacting healthcare, even if you're not sort of in the hospital. That's a really good point. I actually hear that a lot, and I work very closely with clinicians still, but, um, you know, people ask, so what made you leave nursing? And I think that's kind of a two-part answer, because I don't always feel like I have completely left nursing, but I definitely did shift. One thing I think that most of us have in common as nurses is that we do want to create a greater impact, and we want to really leave our mark um, on this life and on the patients and communities that we serve. So in your reflection here and from your career path and now what you do with Relias, what would you say are the most important factors that you would highlight and focus on to create that larger impact for healthcare for yourself when it comes to helping others focus on nurse retention, but also helping nurses to create the most successful and professionally fulfilling career path that they can? Absolutely. I mean, I think that a lot of folks get into nursing because they do have a passion 
for helping others. And they um, also see there's a lot of job stability, which is nice. Um, and I think they do also see that there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of things that you can do in your career. And so my one piece of advice would be that leaders um, who are over nurses or involved in, you know, creating nurse ladders or, or structure for their nurses maintain a lot of openness to the paths that folks can take. Um, I've been very fortunate that as I've sort of moved around in my career, no one, people have questioned it, you know, tell me why you're, why you're trying to move from being a clinician <laughs> to a product manager. But for the most part, people were very supportive of the path. And once I explained it and they understood what my bigger goals were, um, people have always wanted to sign on to be to be very helpful to me, which I'm grateful for. And so just having that same mentality when you're a leader of supporting these non-vertical paths and these paths that kind of allow people to move and try a bunch of different things um, so that way folks can stay fulfilled in their nursing career because we do have a shortage. We need good nurses, <laughs> um, whether they're in administration or they're in clinical practice. Um, if they're in administration, we need them to be good leaders, so we don't want them to be burned out and cynical. We want them to be um, really passionate about helping the next generation. So just an openness to helping folks find the fit that they want, helping develop them in their careers, and, and not being so literal about sort of the path that you have to take as a nurse. Awesome. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. I think the nursing profession and the career path that people take are so interesting. It's definitely a dynamic area and something that leaders struggle with constantly. So I really appreciate your input and your feedback today, and thank you for sharing. Thank you, Kim. So I think that's all the time we have for today, but we hope you enjoyed your discussion and appreciate you joining us for another episode of Rounds with Relias. Again, if you're interested in learning more, please visit our website at relias.com or subscribe at reliasmedia.com. Thank you. To find out more about topics like this one, please go to reliasmedia.com slash podcast where you can listen to other episodes. There, you also can subscribe to our informative publications such as Hospital Infection Control and Prevention and obtain CME or CE credits. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Relias Media where we empower healthcare providers to improve patient care and outcomes.